In the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack save the world. friends, neighbors, and every other assorted person that we don't know. Welcome to another episode of Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. You know who we are. I'm Kenyatta. He is Jack. And we are here for another week and another episode to talk about all things. About all things. Yes. That sounds about right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Good. Because we can't do it any other way. <laughs> That's right. We we can't stop and redo the beginning if we felt that it was not good. <laughs> do the magic of editing. But I thought it was fantastic. So sure you did. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I, I have done much worse. <laughs> much, much worse. <laughs> much, 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 much worse. So <laughs> we are here for stuff and things and things and stuff. Yes. So Having said that, we will briskly move it along, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's your turn to go first on our WTFs. Indeed. And even though there's, as usual, uh, a swamp full of, of things that we could chop it up over, I chose a, a lighter story and a more heartwarming story this week. So here goes. According to the headline, an Ohio couple with the same birthday will now be sharing their annual celebration with two more people from now on. Jose Irvin Jr. and his fiancee, Sierra Blair, celebrated their birthday on August 18th by welcoming newborn twins, Jose Irvin III, and his slightly younger sister, Aria, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Blair this due date was not until the end of August, but she was told by her doctor on the 17th that she needed to go to the hospital for, for a cesarean section because one of the babies was in a breech position. And after arriving at the hospital about 4.30 on that day, uh, Irvin asked the mother of his children or the soon-to-be mother of his children if she could hold out until after midnight so all four of them could share the same birthday, which she managed to do. Little Jose was born at 12.35 a.m. on the 18th, and area followed one minute later, with each weighing in at just over five pounds. And that day was their mother's 32nd birthday and their father's 31st birthday. So now all four of them have birthdays on August 18th. That's kind of cool until mm -hmm. you uh, financially have to start paying for all of those birthday presents at the same time. Oh, I'm sure they consolidate. I mean, they, that's probably in the plan. They, they're going to consolidate. So, and I just for kicks, I looked up what are the odds of this? And technically, even though it's four people, the twins were born pretty much right within a minute of each other. So they can count as one. Mm -hmm. So what are the odds of three people in the same family having the same birthday? One in 122. I would think it would be bigger than that. A little that, smaller. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that was really cool. Yeah. And very heartwarming. So, indeed. Indeed. It's always nice to read stories about little babies being born. Yes. It was very heartwarming. It is. It is. So, there's my WTF. It's like, wow. So, all so right. I go that route at least for this week. Who knows? I might be back on that shit next week. But I mean, at least, at least for today, it's, it, it's not like nothing's going on. As yeah. as we're recording this, uh, felled former, twice impeached, four times indicted sexual assaulter Donald Trump just had his mugshot taken. And Sigh. yeah, he's about to enter on his private. 757 
uh, aeroplane. But it's amazing that about two hours ago, he sent out an email and text message that was asking for contributions to help pay his legal fund. And I just can't help but think, do you not think that if you could fly in a 757, that maybe you could afford your own lawyers? It doesn't matter if he can or not. He just doesn't want to pay for them. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, if you can get other people to pay for it, go ahead and do it. I'm sort of looking at it more from the viewpoint of the MAGA person of the total disconnect of the two. Oh, we got to help pay his legal fees. He owns a jet. The man shits on a gold toilet. You are not the same. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. Clearly, the disconnect has been there because he's still, out of all the Republican candidates, lead. he is in the lead by at least 20 points. What the fuck? And that's oh, yeah. like literally the definition of what the fuck. Yeah, 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 definitely is. And it actually ties into my what the fuck, but mine is more of, it's more of a what the fuck, but fuck around and find out kind of what the fuck. Oh, I like those. And it's, it is related, though, to Trump in the 19. And um, his one attorney with the excellent name of Cheesebro. All the other 18 defendants are like trying to do everything they possibly can to drag out this court case, make it go as long as possible, never see the court. And then one Kenneth Cheese bros like, F you guys, I want a speedy trial. I want this done quickly. So my hero, (laughs) P.A. Willis, (laughs) she's like, boy, you're going to fuck around and find out. Okay, how about October 23rd? That's speedy enough for you. And oh, yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to put it in for all 19 of you. Hey, Editor Jack here from the future. And as we were recording this, um, the judge had ruled on Cheesebro's motion for the trial, and they separated him from the other... Uh, 19 defendants so his trial actually will be on the 23rd it's just that his is going to be uh by itself at least for now unless somebody else wants a speedy trial too and if what i saw was correct sydney powell also requested a speedy trial so it may be Cheesebro and powell on the 23rd and then everybody else will uh, have their trial at a later date back to regularly scheduled programming And D Trump. So uh, I have a feeling the other the other folks are a little mad at O uh, Kenneth. I, I don't think that went the way he thought it was going to go. <laughs> I don't think he was expecting that. All right, I'm ready. Have you ever seen or heard of a movie called um, Drumline? It stars yes. Cannon. Yes, I have not seen Drumline in forever. And to be honest, I don't even know if I watched the whole the whole movie so so there's a there's a line in there that the the drumline section leader says several times throughout the movie because he's talking about how the band needs to be cohesive and the drumline leads the band he says one band one sound that's what that is one band one sound one trial good luck yeah and i'm sure the other guys were like the one sound was a collectively that motherfucker. Basically. <laughs> the group text was blowing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, because you know, what was it back in like January that um, Willis said that she, you know, that indictment, indictments were coming and all of that. And then it just was never happening. I think she had everything she needed back then, but she was expecting something like this. And she spent all of that extra time so that she can, you know, start at minute one if she needed to go to court immediately and planning for every eventuality and having everything, you know, game planned and all of that. And I think that's probably why it took a little longer than people wanted, because I think she wanted to make sure that. She was prepped and ready to go. I don't blame her because this no, is. I don't either. <laughs> this is. 
I, 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 I swear the word has been overused in the last three and a half years, but this is unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. This is, it, it's mind boggling and ridiculous for this country. Other countries' leaders have done a lot worse. That is true. Um, I can't remember what it was. I read something in the in the news the other day. I don't. I couldn't tell you what country it was. Um, but I want to say it was somewhere in Europe where their prime minister, president, whatever the f that country called it, um, had committed crimes while he was in office, and he was sentenced to jail yesterday or the day before, whatever it was. And the point of the article was, wow, they're sending their former presidents to jail. Why can't people accept that here with an orange Cheeto Jesus-y fella? Because it's never happened before. That's exactly it. Yeah. When you make Andrew Jackson and Richard Nixon look like Boy Scouts. Nixon right now is is looking from wherever he is like... It's probably a very <laughs> warm place if you believe in that type of stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so this is all interesting, and you just made me think of this because you were mentioning hell. Mm. It no, you sort of ties hell. in well. True, it <laughs> kind of ties in with everything, though. There are now people in the MAGA world. That claim to be evangelicals that are going and complaining to their pastors after their pastors preach that Jesus has gone woke and he is too liberal. No, I think I read I read something about that recently. Yeah, that is the dumbest. Like, did you ever pay attention to anything? Any one of the times you went to church ever at all ever once? Ever. I mean, I rarely paid attention, but I at least had, a, you know, <laughs> an inkling of understanding of Jesus. <laughs> Do we not ever? No, they never. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, are pastors and preachers all of a sudden just making shit up that they preach about I from mean, the pulpit? Have you never heard these stories before? Ever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now you were. Oh, <gasps> you Jesus never, wants me to feed the poor. <gasps> never. Never. He's too woke. Yeah. Well, those preachers endorsing Trump kind of did it to themselves and feeding all this MAGA crap over the last six years. Should they be shocked? They they helped feed the monster. But they don't look at it that way. Is the thing. I know. That's, that's the worst part of it. They will. They would throw stones and then not hide their hands because they really don't think they've done anything wrong. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What? All I did was that was fucked up. No, I wasn't. I don't know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just Mm -hmm. found the whole uh, legal maneuvering by Mr. Cheesebro completely slapping him in the face. Um, to be quite funny. They're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you idiot. We're trying to drag this out. He's like, my bad. I didn't know they was going to do it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've also thought this whole time that if you are Donald Trump and you were innocent, wouldn't you want all of your trials to be before the election? Because talk about the big campaign boost for commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you've been saying it's a witch hunt, it's a witch hunt, it's a witch hunt, and then you're found innocent of all of these witch hunts, you get to slam that. See, they came after me, and I was I was innocent the whole time, just like I was always saying, yada, yada, yada. To me, wanting to delay, delay, delay kind of implies guilt. It's kind of... And I know this is going to sound silly when I say it, but just bear with me. It's kind of stupid for Trump to want to delay these trials. Right. Because he's so used to doing it before and winning just by attrition that he thinks he can do it here. Dude, you're dealing with governments now. You're not dealing with some contractors or some caterers or some shit like that. These are governments. 
They yeah. have time and they have money. And way more than you do. So I'm going to need him to stop fucking around and acting like these little tricks are going to play this time. Yeah. And he's lost every single time he's attempted one of his tricks. They may work with, you know, like you were saying, a caterer. Mm-hmm. They ain't working with, with the feds or the Sorry. state. Sorry. You go ahead and hang that up, fat boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other thing I find funny that to me kind of implies guilt is you know jack smith wanted the january 2nd trial date for the j6 stuff mm-hmm. and um when his lawyers filed the uh, the petition for the day of the court and they did the uh, april 26 2026 date mm-hmm. one of their reasoning was because there is over 1 million pieces of evidence which if you were to stack it up is taller than the eiffel tower and statue of liberty combined Right, it's right. going to take a long time to go through all of that evidence to which I'm like, if they have over a million documents of evidence, that seems to me like a lot of work to go through to fake a lot of evidence, right? Even if only half of it is correct, that's still yeah, I mean, 500,000 pieces of evidence. And it kind of in your briefing implies guilt as well. Yeah. We, yeah. We touched on that, you know, last episode and I agree. It's like, what is what is your what is your point in trying to use that as a reason to push it back two and a half years? Yeah, because because there's so much to go. Like you said, are they looking to see how much of it they can toss out as inadmissible or irrelevant? Is that the whole goal? Because that's that's working to itself to sit up here and say, well, you can't use this for evidence because that da, 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 da. that's a whole lot of work just to do that. So. Yeah. That's just them blowing, blowing farts. Well, That's yeah. All, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, it's all bullshit and delay, delay, delay as we were pointing out, but. They had to be colorful about it. Five times, five Eiffel Towers stacked on top of each other with the million pages to spare. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That you signed tells up. There's this. a lot of evidence. You, you signed up for this. You better grin and bear it. <clears throat> yeah and then also keep in mind that unless you got paid ahead of time you ain't getting paid when this is over oopsie yeah Mm-mm. exactly exactly anyway anyway i think we should probably move on to the what we're doing for today's episode how about you feeling that as well yes yes yeah Shutting right along. yeah we uh we thought we'd as is our custom. Is it doing something different when you frequently do something different? Isn't that then just routine? It depends on how often it's done. But, it, you know, it is slightly different. But as everyone, if you've you know, listened any time, you know that we like to educate people and learn new things. And we're doing that. It's just today we're going to educate and learn you new things about us. We're going, yeah, yeah, a little bit of personal episode, put that way. Yes, yeah, we are going to play two lies and a truth, even though apparently both of us over the last few days have been calling it two truths and a lie, (laughs) which makes zero sense, but you know, go figure. (laughs) But yeah, we're we're actually going to do (laughs) two lies and a truth, yes, and um. I I say go ahead and start. We'll just keep the theme of you going first and and you can go ahead and see if I can ascertain your to your truth from your lies. All right. For my first one, these are my my three options. Number one, I once met civil rights activist Angela Davis. Number two, I've been hit by cars twice. Number three, I have a tattoo of Garfield the cat. Mm. Those are all really good. I'm going to go with this one because it seems kind of like an outlier. And that is the Garfield tat. (laughs) Because you like cats and lasagna. (laughs) I do do love cats. Lasagna, you know, I, I could take it or leave it. But no. That's not the one. <laughs> All right. Um, I, probably 
the first one then civil rights activists yes um story behind that is my my last year school which was my fifth year i was a five-year bachelor seeker go figure my fifth year of uh college i was in the black student association on campus and um that spring the um i was an officer as a matter of fact or so to speak i held i held a position put that way Mm -hmm. so all of the officers and then certain members of the um of the association we were all invited to a uh, a national get together all the black student associations in in the wider area and that year the the convention i guess you'd say took place i want to say it was kansas state but i may be wrong it's a school in kansas i know that so we all hauled on a bus took a ride up there to up north to kansas and um we had keynote speakers. It went. It took place um, from Friday through Sunday um, over okay. weekend, and we had keynote speakers every evening. So Saturday night, our keynote speaker was Angela Davis, and there was a group of us, like five or six of us, that were in the lobby to the auditorium, and we were all there, you know, running our mouths and, and wasting time before we went in. And she comes walking, you know, from the hallway with you know a couple three people with her. And we were like, oh, and like all the air just went out of the room. We were like, oh, and she stopped. She said, well, hello. And we were like, hello, hello. And she nodded. She nodded. And we were like, we're we're so honored to meet you. And she when I tell you, she was so gracious and but so regal, because if you know who she is, you know her story. But she said she was so gracious and so regal and just Mm -hmm. like she being smiled. And then, you know, just kind of floated on with her entourage into the auditorium. We were just all sitting there just like struck, like, oh, we just met Angela Davis. So that's the story. <laughs> all righty. All righty. That's really cool. I I had a feeling that it was probably that one, mm-hmm. but I was like, the Garfield tat is just an outlier enough that perhaps it's true. <laughs> so. And now that I've thought of it, specifically for this episode i might have to go get one and you know as somebody that has a yoda tattoo and a superman tattoo it's not like i have any room to talk so i mean i already have two so what's one more or three more or whatever okay right so what's your first one (laughs) okay number one as a kid i got chicken pox twice i am alive because of tuberculosis I had to have my tonsils removed as an adult. Three. Nope. Hmm. One. Once again, nope. Well, geez. <laughs> so you're alive because of TB? I- yeah. Sorry. My, Sorry. my dad's parents met in a tuberculosis sanitarium. Wow. Which usually if you made it into one of those, you didn't, you didn't make your way out of it. And that is where they met. And I don't recall how long they were there, but I want to say it was an easy six months. And they both kind of got out at the same time and decided that they had fallen in love. And when they got out, they got married. Then they had my papa. Well, doggone. (laughs) I didn't see that plot twist coming at all. Yeah, there, <laughs> there probably are not a whole lot of people that can say they're alive because of tuberculosis. No, I should sell that story to Netflix. Yeah, they'll turn into like an eight episode. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe Hallmark. She was a big city girl that got tuberculosis. He was a small town country boy who also got tuberculosis. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's like half the script right there. <laughs> Some nurse that's like, you know. Pulling up a tombstone and he's like, hey, Lunger. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Somebody's going to steal this. You cannot yeah. steal it. It is proprietary information. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. But um, actually, my brother did get chicken pox twice. His first time was really mild. He got it. Then he gave it to my sister and myself. And then when we were better, he got it again. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's wild. So that, that immunity didn't take. Yeah. I. I just think that his first go round was just so slight, you know, wasn't bad, 
that I think that it must not have really mattered. Who knows? Maybe he had it the whole time. I don't know. Could have been. I know I'm looking forward to getting my uh my shingles vaccination here in a few years. Yeah. I I have mine. I'm fully vaccinated on it. I do not yeah, want I, shingles. I had chicken pox. I had like fifth grade, I think. Yeah. That was that was a wild time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The only thing we can hope is that my a-hole brother who doesn't well, he used to believe in vaccines, but that was before a few years ago. Mm. And now he no longer believes that vaccines work. So we can only hope that he does get the shingles himself. Oh, my. <laughs> because I would like to say, hmm, if only there was something you could have done to prevent getting shingles. That's wild. That is wild. Yeah. And I just went with the tonsils mm. thing because the first two were medical. So I figured, well, the third one has to be medical, too. So <laughs> I kind of yeah. have to tie those in together. So tonsils, huh? I think I had that. You still have yours? I still have mine. I got my tonsils and adenoids removed. Um, 12, 13, something. Now, that's about when M had hers removed. They say the older you are, the harder the recovery is. Having still had mine, I can't can't tell you, but did you find that it was a difficult recovery? Yes. And I'll back up two steps before I say why. The only reason that it was found out that I had I needed them removed was that I had braces still at the time. And I was doing one of my monthly visits with my orthodontist, and it was time for x-rays. And they saw an x-rays right in my throat where they had swollen up. Oh. So, you know, they scheduled surgery, all that stuff. I had both of them taken. And I would have been out within a day or two, except I refused to drink water. Oh. They brought me ice cream. I ate it. They brought me. Right. And when I tell you, it, it's, feel, it, I mean, it hurts. But it feel, if I remember right, it felt more itchy, like it itchy mm-hmm. hurt more than anything. Right. But of course, you know, they would stress, drink water, drink water. It'll help you hear faster. You can go home when drink water. Hmm. Interesting. I'm, I'm pretty sure my parents threatened me if I didn't right. drink water. I'm just looking at them <laughs> like, like I was going to break down, like drink the water. I was like, mm. was that done at the uh, old Tinker Hospital, which they <laughs> tore down because, you know. I don't think I had it done on base. I might've went over to the nearby hospital. I think, I think I would ask my mother, but her reply would probably be something like I've slept since then. So yeah, no point. (laughs) (laughs) Hi mom. I love you. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, we both slept since then too. True. True. So interesting. Yeah. 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 So, all right, let's move on to your next one. Number one, I once qualified for Jeopardy, the game show, but I couldn't make the taping date. Number two, I can pop my shoulder blade out of place. Number three, I've never broken a bone. Okay. Trying to, first of all, I, I don't recall you like ever having a cast or anything like that back in the day but then again there were millions of people that we interacted with on a daily basis so who knows <laughs> um i'm gonna go with never broke a bone not true dang it jeopardy no <laughs> <laughs> i wish but no because <laughs> i would have made that taping date you would see me all up in there like like what's good alec <laughs> what how you me? doing Number two, I could pop my shoulder blade out of place. Right. I was hoping it wasn't that one because that's kind of gross. So. It's kind of it is freakish. <laughs> I don't know how I discovered that, but um, and it was much easier to do when I was younger. Were you cosplaying as Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon? I really was not. It was it was it's the it's that wide like triangular shaped bone right there, the scaffold mm-hmm. or whatever. And I can kind of I can still do it, but it's a little bit trickier nowadays. I just kind of wiggle around and flex like my please, chest no, please up don't, don't do it. No, I'm not going to show you, but <laughs> I like wiggle around and I kind of lean forward and I kind of, and you can feel it. I can't remember. 
I might have been asleep over something. I did it. And the girls were like, and I said, they tapped my back. They were like, yeah. And I just let it slide back in. They were like, that's gross. I'm like, yeah, but it's different. Yeah. <laughs> but I have and- broken a bone. Only one. I broke my nose uh, back in 1994. Yeah. 1994 is a car accident. A car accident. Uh-huh. Um. I was on my way home with one of my friends. We were coming from another friend's house where we had all just come back from the club. So it was like roughly around two in the morning or something, but nobody was intoxicated. It wasn't anything like that, but it had just started raining. You know how they say when it just starts raining, that's the most dangerous time. Right. The slickest part of the road. So I was coming from her house with my friend and I was taking a turn and I misjudged a turn. And, um, the turn was sharper than I thought. And so I ended up hitting my brakes when I saw the road turn. I'm still going straight. I'm hitting my brakes, but I skidded and the brakes didn't take. And we skidded down like a little slope in somebody's front yard and hit a tree. And then um, my seatbelt didn't hold and I hit the steering wheel with my face. And the Good nose. Times. Uh, like with everybody else, the nose sticks out the most. And that was the first thing to hit, I'm sure. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, my friend, she didn't find out to the next day. She didn't she didn't re- re- know it. But the next day she found out she had had a hairline fracture right in her um, scapula. Her st- so she, she, you mean right her there. sternum? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about shoulders. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so unfortunately, she was in pain for some days. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and naturally, I felt horrible forever. Um, but it was like interesting that um, we managed to get out of the car. And I, I can't remember who told me later. I think it might have been my, one of my parents that told me later that most of the impact was on the driver's side. As though like somewhere in my head, I was trying to make sure my friend didn't get hurt. I don't know. I still wonder about that to this day. But. We managed to get out of the car because my door had jammed shut. And so I crawled out. My friend was already out and she was running to the door of the house. Who's mm-hmm. yard we ended up right. in. And then um, they managed to get a hold of our friend whose house we just left. And she came and took us to the hospital. And so I'm sitting there checking in. And, you know, the people, the house that the front yard that we landed in, the people at the house gave me a towel because, you know, naturally. Right. So I'm like this. Yeah, I'm like this with my head tipped back, nose plugged. And the receptionist has asked me, what's your name? And I tell her, can you spell that? Like, I literally, if looks could unalive people, she would be unalived. (laughs) I'm like, lady, because she couldn't understand me because my nose was. Right. So I'm trying to get the correct airflow to speak properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she didn't understand the letters I was saying. Could you say that again? I'm like, then finally my friend stepped in and I was like, thinking to myself, my mood is not the best right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're of the younger generation listening to this podcast, they had to go to the house because this is pre cell phone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, they existed. Let me rephrase that. It was pre everybody had a cell phone. Only people with Ferraris could afford them at that time. Pretty much. We were still using those what we call landlines. They were cordless by this time, but landlines. Yes. And I found out later um, that I had pretty much pulverized all like the bone. Right. Did you have to have surgery? Uh Uh-huh. They brought in a plastic surgeon. They called him up in the middle of the night. He came like maybe a couple hours later because they had to wait to perform the surgery because I had like eaten. Right. So they had to wait X number of hours. And so they brought him in. And my dad told me later on when he introduced himself to my parents and they shook hands and he said, I'm Dr. Such and such and I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got to put the parents at ease, right? <laughs> I mean, it, he apparently he did because he went in there and performed wonders. Because honestly, um, you couldn't tell anything was wrong. Yeah. There yeah. was any difference. Like you hear about people breaking their noses in this light. Like, never looks the same. Yeah. No, yeah. it looks the same. I can only tell 
you know, like a little tiny lump on one side. Otherwise, you never know by looking at it. But thank goodness for plastic surgeons. That's the only time you ever hear me say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, to be fair, plastic surgeons or surgeons in general are one of the, the few kind of groups of people that I don't necessarily mind if they're cocky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's a plus when you're dealing with cutting people open that you want to be extremely confident in yourself. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> But, you know, he he did some wonders because all the bone up here have been like shattered to the point. That's why I couldn't breathe. It was plugging my airways. Right. So right. He, had to, he had to go up in there with little cameras and literally put it back together and then yeah. split it. But I learned that the nose, that part of your face, especially your nose, um, has a remarkable amount of blood vessels, which explains why your nose right. can bleed so easily. And that meant it healed up pretty fast. So in like a week, I was in, you know, following up with the doctor to take the splints out and listening friends. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm about to say next. If you don't know, then don't try to visualize it. But the splints were literally what you think they are. They were holding like my nose in place. And so they had to like, like stitch them up, like right inside my nose. So they'd stay in place. But one of the sutures broke. And it had traveled like halfway up and back. Into your sinus. Yeah. He had to go up there with the world's smallest pair of tweezers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, wait, it was like Total Recall. That scene in Total Recall where Schwarzenegger pulls that thing out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that, I checked that off on my bingo, my bingo card of life. Yeah. Emily had to have no surgery and. You know, they pack it up with the gauze and everything in your sinuses. And it almost looks like, you know, when the magician's pulling the. <laughs> the Oh, yeah. That's what it was like. And it's like, good God, you can pack a lot of gauze up there. <laughs> right. The whole sinus cavity, it's, it's, it's pretty extensive back there. Yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, I've it. never broke my nose, but I did separate the cartilage from the bone once. Oof. I was I was wrestling with the children. And, you know, it was an accident. Nothing was done on purpose or anything like that. But we were just sort of wrestling around and flopping around. And Misty rolled kind of over. And when she did, my like the tip of my nose, you know, the cartilage part, like separated. (laughs) It was kind of off to the side. And I'm sitting there screaming. And she has no clue what's going on other than, oh, my God, I've, you know, I've hurt dad really bad because he's screaming. And some of it was like, you got to get off me. I got to go to the bathroom. And all I did really was just sort of grab my tip. And I was like, this is going to hurt like shit. And just went and put it back in place. And mm-hmm. a couple of days, sort of like you said, I think a week later, I didn't even really have any pain or anything at all. Mm-hmm. It was also the last time that I wrestled, wrestled like that uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> with two kids at once. Understood. Understood. But nowhere <laughs> near as severe or as bad as yours. Mine was. You know, more incidental, I guess. I don't know. Either (laughs) either way it goes, shit hurts. So, yeah. So what's your second one? I did not have to have a total recall moment. Thank goodness. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you were Cole Hauser. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Okay. I am distantly related to Tom Hanks. I have been to the top of the Sears, now Willis Tower. My maternal grandfather fought in World War II. Three? Nope. Hanks. That is correct. Oh, wow. Story. <laughs> okay. My, my way back ancestor, a fellow by the name of George Washington Robertson, his wife, this, this also makes me related to Abraham Lincoln. His wife was Abraham Lincoln's um sisters abraham lincoln's mom was my guy's sister Mm, who they're the sisters of tom hanks ancestor who was their brother i'm trying to visualize the family tree in my head and i'm failing yeah so it was the hanks family and they had i don't know i think they had something like four daughters and like three boys something like that Mm. and one of the one of the boys his descendant is tom hanks one of the daughters was abraham lincoln's mom and then probably the unluckiest one was my ancestor, George Washington Robertson's wife. And that's how we are related. Wow, that's cool. Have you reached out to your distant cousin? 
I have a feeling that he would probably think that that was bullshit if someone were to get a hold of him like that. Well, and so I never and, have. Go ahead and, and read. Oh out, my uh, God. Sorry. They just the showed, they just hey. showed the mug shot. Let's see it. Wait, wait, it wait, almost wait, friends. It almost looks live. <laughs> it almost looks Photoshopped like his, uh, cards that he was selling, trying to sell holy shit oh that's horrible oh that's horrible it, like what is he trying to do intimidate somebody with that i guess it it looks like ai generated the mugshot oh my god oh, that really looks like him like it looks like ai but it also looks like him Right. Yeah. What does that say about never mind? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry for that brief interlude there, folks. I just looked up on the telling and I was like, oh my God. Um but <laughs> like, yeah. this is my mean face, girl. Okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm related to Tom Hanks distantly. I don't know what that would be, like what my 14th cousin twice removed or some shit. Something. I don't know. But um get a hold of uh Henry, skip Gates. See if you can't get on finding your roots. Right. That's how Ben Affleck found out his people own slaves. He was right. Early embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, does th does that mean anything in my life other than an interesting tidbit? Nope. Well, there you go. Yeah. But it is yeah. an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Um, I have not been to the top of, obviously, Sears Towers, but I have walked in front of it. Oh, okay. Well, and that's because you have to pay something like fifty bucks to ride the elevator to the top and look out. And I'm like, I there is nothing I can see that distance that's worth fifty bucks for me. Isn't that the building that they look out of in Ferris Bueller? Yes, I believe okay. so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um, my maternal grandfather is actually a World War One veteran, which is rare for people of my age. I do maths. Hold on. Oh, oh! He was twenty mm. years older than my gr maternal grandmother, mm -hmm. and when he was fourteen, he decided um, his mom was, I guess, being mean to him, and so he walked over to the naval recruiting station and enlisted in the navy and lied about his age. And in nineteen sixteen, seventeen, whatever year it was, they didn't give a shit. Yes, <laughs> You're eighteen. You're 18. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and he fought well, in World War One. I'm thinking the minimum he had to be is 18. But yeah, you know, yeah, there was plenty of plenty of young men that lied about their age to get in there. Yeah. And so. he had what I would have to think would have to be probably one of the worst jobs you could have on a naval ship, which was he shoveled coal into the engine. Good Lord. I cannot think of how much that had to suck. Which it must have, because apparently after about a year, he wrote home to mom and said, you have got to get me out of the Navy. Oh, my gosh. She was like, you did it. <laughs> and, and being a good mom, she went to work. It just that being 1917, it took like a year. <laughs> so by the time she got him out, he only had like six months left to go. And so... um when he passed away, they didn't think that he would qualify for a, uh, like a military burial and all of that, you know, because he kind of was in the Navy under fraudulent circumstances, but he did. So hmm. interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. 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 There is that. But anyway, well, it looks like we have a little bit more time if we want to go with our, our third one. Mm, yeah, we can do that. All right. All right. Let me get my thinking cap on here. You ready? I'm ready. Number one, I wanted to be a gymnast, but I was told I was too tall by the age of 11. Two. That when tracks. I in, when I was in Girl Scouts, I once made top cookie seller. Three. I used to want to play the piccolo. Mm. One totally tracks because it is very easily in the gymnastics world to be too tall. Yes. Right. M was a competitive gymnast. And you seem like you could probably sell the shit out of Girl Scout cookies if you put your mind to it. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I can't see anybody wanting to play the piccolo. Then again, now we're at the offlier thing. That one's just strange enough that it could be true. Is that your final answer? Uh, they're all so possible. I'm gonna go with you sold the most Girl Scout cookies. You probably weren't even a Girl Scout. You were so close, you could you should have went with your first thought. <clears throat> so was the piccolo or the gymnast? Piccolo. The piccolo. I was this close to joining band. That is sixth grade. And then I was told, no, don't join band. It's for nerds. I was like, so there went that dream. I mean, the piccolo that, yeah, I, I should have went with that. That's just like, that is just so strange. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, like the oboe. I started with the flute, but then piccolo sounded more exotic. So. I mean, I was I was twelve. What did I know? What did I know? Yeah, so, so you no, could have been actually, the. It was it was junior high, so it was about seventh grade. Yeah. What do they call piccolo players? Because you know you're not a flute player; you're a flautist. Correct. I don't know. I'm not sure what they call piccolo players, but I was in Girl Scouts for four right. years, from from the beginning of third grade all the way through sixth. That's you just years. weren't into the cookie sales part. I hated talking to people. I'm not a salesperson. I acknowledge that thoroughly. <laughs> I'm still an introvert, but I'm social. Right. But back then, I was an extreme introvert. I did not care about talking to people, much less trying to convince them of anything. And yeah. that was back in the day where you could sell you right. know, cookies door to door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would always be in the back of the group ready to sprint down the sidewalk. I wasn't talking to anything, anybody about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I think um, a lot of military dependents are um, extroverted introverts because you have to be, because every summer your, you know, your population of friends changes. Mm. Remarkably enough. Except for Tinker, but <laughs> you know, I generally, mean, we, but yeah, we we our family stayed there as 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 far as the PCS was concerned. We stayed there consistently for ten years at least, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then people would leave and come back, or leave and never come back. Right. And I know a couple of people that left for you know two three years and went overseas and came right back. Yeah. Like a whole family. Because it was it was known growing on a military base that when the school year ended that probably a good 15% of your friends were going to be, were not going to be there in the fall. Or they just, you know, would move like one yeah. day in October and gone. Yeah. All of, or they're in, right. Or they'd move off base and then you might see each other again in junior high or something. But yeah, I think it's, I think you have to be good at least introducing yourself to people and talking to people, even if you don't want to do it when you grow up in that kind of environment. It is true. And sometimes you just make friends and hang out with with you hang out with by default. So Yeah. So there is that. But I've I've grown since then. So yay me. <laughs> what's your <laughs> what's your third one? All right. I have never seen the movie Pretty Woman. I have never swam in the ocean. I have been to 34 states. 3. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. That is you've a never lie. Seen, you've never seen Pretty Woman? That is correct. I have never seen Pretty Woman. Who are you? And at this point, I can't because I feel like it's a point of pride. <laughs> Who are you really? Like, really? Come on. <laughs> you haven't seen. Come on. No, I, I legitimately haven't seen it. That's because I just don't get the prim I just don't like the premise that an extremely wealthy guy is going to fall A for a hooker and B hookers don't look like Julia Roberts. I'm not saying high-end call girls don't. Generally, the street-level ones tend to not look like Julia Roberts. That's why they call it a movie. Right. I could never, I could never set aside my disbelief. And oh. yes, I know that's weird because I love Star Wars. That's exactly <laughs> what I was getting ready to say, really? But I go so into you, Star Wars knowing that can't happen. <laughs> so you believe Han Solo when he said he made the castle run? <laughs> he rounded up. No, rounded down. Sorry. Do you believe he shot first? Of course he shot first. <laughs> okay. We cleared that up. But you have it. Come on. It's yeah, moving. Uh, 
I can say that I'm a Julia Roberts fan and not because a lot of other people are. I don't I don't bandwagon, but I've seen enough of her stuff to know that when she turns it on, the charisma is there. Like, there's no denying that at all. She's oh, she's, a, she's an outstanding actress. Yeah, I've seen her in tons of crap. Just not pretty woman. But that was like one of her early ones. That was her, I guess, her breakout role, I guess you say. Yeah, that's the one that made her big time. That Mystic Mystic Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. But like you could see it in that movie, like, boom. You could see why people fell in love with her. Yeah. And I I don't like Richard Gere. I don't either. That's also part of it. I don't like him. He's just mediocre to me. Everything I've seen him in, he's just been like, eh. Even the officer and a gentleman, which I love that movie. That's probably the best role he ever did because he sat there and cried after Lou Gossett Jr. beat his ass. <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. did beat his ass. He did. <laughs> but that lie he said, when he tells him, you know, get out. I don't want you. You know, I don't want you here. And he's crying. He says, I got nowhere else to go. I said, that's acting. That's the only role I've ever liked him in. Ever. Yeah. Because he's still a dick and pretty woman, as far as I'm concerned. I, from what I understand, he's kind of, or at least in his younger days, kind of was a dick in general. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's de-dicked as an older person. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But hey, oh, in Primal Fear, not that I liked him. I didn't like his acting in that. I mm-hmm. just like that movie. Right. So I give him a pass because that's all about Ed Norton. So say no more. Yeah, yeah. Because I love Julia Roberts and. The original Flatliners. I don't like that. I don't like that. Movie. But, I, mm, I, mm. Yeah, she was really good in Aaron Brockovich. She's excellent in Aaron Brockovich. I think that's probably why she didn't she win an award for that one? Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. That's apparently lots of people agree with me on that. <laughs> so she's outstanding. I, I've, watched, I've watched at least half a dozen times just for her. And I can't remember the guy who plays her boss. He's pretty good. He's yeah. a really good actor. But yeah. um, like Pretty Woman is the one. Like, even if you can't buy the storyline at all, it's just to see her light it up, like for real. Right. It's just and then after there's the scene, you know, where she goes to do the shopping spree and she's got his credit card, blah, 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 blah. And she goes to the store where the saleswoman dissed her and all that stuff. After that, when she starts dressing, dressing, like her wardrobe is banana chef's kiss it's beautiful right right peak 90s wardrobe peak 90s yeah i just feel like at this point now i i just can't i've gone this long and that if i did i feel like you know i may be in the guinness book of world records in the united states for having not seen that movie and on on your on your deathbed instead of uttering that line from the rap song your kids are going to sneak this movie in and right. turn it on while you're dozing, like where you doze on and off. They're gonna be like, like you're gonna watch, you're gonna at least listen to it, old man. <laughs> you're gonna be like, I'm so sorry I never watched it before. <laughs> it's it's a good movie. I can't believe I I did that to myself. <laughs> I cheated myself all these years. Oh. And then <laughs> and it'll be on oh. your on your stone. Um, watch Pretty Woman. <laughs> it took seventy four years, but he finally watched Pretty Woman. <laughs> oh goodness, uh, that blows my mind. Like, hmm, hmm. I'm gonna have to ponder that. I don't see how that's possible. And you, you lived with as at one point you lived with three women, and you never watched that movie. Never. Had they berated you for this? I think they've just accepted it. I mean, but did they? No. At some point? They're just like... No. "Mm." Um, The worst I've ever got um, are our classmate, um, no relation, Stephanie Robertson, now Gill. um, Oh, yeah. uh Pretty Woman is her favorite movie, and she's seen it probably as many times as I've seen Star Wars. And when she found out that I hadn't uh, seen it, she was incredibly disappointed incredibly sad and slightly angry all at once <laughs> she was flabbergasted and gobsmacked yeah and stephanie if you're listening hi um yeah. hey yeah i would i don't i don't i can't say that i blame her 
I just don't. I, I just can't say I don't. I just, <laughs> and not and not to mention that was not the only movie that the two of them were in. Yeah, I think I've seen one of the other movies they've done together. Which was it? Run, Runaway, Runaway Bride? Bride. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. That wasn't as good because I well, just had, I just I didn't have the right amount of sympathy for Julia Roberts' character. I just didn't. Yeah, and it's hard to you know kind of recreate the magic of that first thing because Kate Winslet and uh, what's his face DiCaprio. Thank you. Uh huh. Because they made that movie what. 10, 15 years after Titanic and the magic wasn't there for that movie. Second I'm sorry, movie they made a movie? It. The second one, yeah. I oh, can't think of the name. I've Ooh. seen it. Um, It's a very sad drama. Yeah, but the magic wasn't, the, oh. like the sparks between them wasn't there and I know some of it had to do with kind of the type of movie, but a lot of times it's just not there. It's different when it's like sequels and everything because it's like a continuation of the same story, but for whatever reason, sometimes when people go and make movies together with completely different characters and premise, I, it doesn't always work. It was called Revolutionary Road. Yeah. I've seen it actually twice. I don't I can't say I like it because it's very sad subject matter, especially when you get to the end. Mm-hmm. But I think it was well acted. They were just two very depressing, right. disillusioned people. So yeah. You're right. That may be why it didn't click because these were not these were not hopeful people. Right, right. <laughs> it would have been very funny though if they would have had an argument over, you know, we could both fit on this door. And well, I mean, they they did some arguing that movie, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was all on solid ground. I put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Quake, Kate Winslet, did you watch Mayor of what is it, Mayor of East East of Town? Of course. That was such a great show. She was magnificent in that. Oh, yeah. She deserved all the accolades for that. And, and I, um, I, I want to watch it again, but I can't because they were like, I, I don't I don't really track with the word triggers, but right. like certain parts of it just had me like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And the relationship between um, her and Jean Smart, who played her mother. Oh, yeah. That was so believable. They both they both put in such such an amazing performance. Like Gene Smart has had an amazing an amazing second half of her career. Yeah, yeah, she definitely has. Between that and then she was on what the second season of Fargo, Mm -hmm. which you haven't seen Fargo, you're missing out. Yeah. Um, and then I think she's doing a She's leading in another show. I can't remember what it's called. She plays like a stand-up comedian or something. I need to watch it. Yeah. But like everything I heard that I've, I've heard or I've seen that she's been in the last 10 years, she's knocked out of the park. I'm like, go ahead, sis. I ain't mad. Yeah. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, they should do a season two of Mary of Town. But then another part of me is like, good Lord, they put her through enough <laughs> in season one. <laughs> Yo, when I tell you. The episode where her partner got shot. Like, I literally did not see that coming. Yeah. I watch so much TV and too many movies that I kind of like predict stuff too often. And I'm not bragging. It's like I wrote a script, literally. That I did not see coming. Like, I was literally shocked. I sat there with my mouth hanging open like, uh, and I didn't even, like, I wasn't, you know how you you can see the beginning of something and you can see the end. I don't remember seeing how that happened. I just remember seeing and hit the floor. I was like, wait, what? I said, this is a joke, right? What? I had to roll that scene back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was. If you haven't seen that show, folks, you need to. What is it on? Was it HBO? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to have Max. Oh, yeah. Or at least what it's it's called today. I think it's at the time of recording, it's called Max now. If you listen to this a year year from now, it may have a new name. (laughs) (laughs) It may be something else soon. Yeah. I think it's still up there. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. Well, I might put that on the list. I, I had fun tonight playing two lies and a truth. Yeah. And I had fun even saying it correctly just then. 
I had fun hearing you say it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to it be said correctly. <laughs> and again and again and again again again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, getting a little education about Kenyatta and Jack. We hope we hope you liked it. We hope you love our show enough to go to buymeacoffee.com backslash hyperfocus pods and buy us one cup of coffee, 50 cup of cups of coffees, 614 cups of coffee. We're not going to turn any of these cups of coffee down. We won't quibble. We won't quibble. So, Tom Hanks, if you're listening, maybe we should sit down and talk. Reach out to your cousin. <laughs> I mean... I think anything, it doesn't really become super distant until it's like 20th times removed. And we're nowhere near that yet. So, I mean, you know, think, you know, stranger things. Right. Also a good show. <laughs> also a good show. But I'm, don't. I don't know what but, they're going to do for this next season, but yeah, yeah, also a good show. Yeah. But anyway, with that, uh, friends, as usual, we appreciate you listening. Uh, feel free to like thumbs up subscribe whatever well hopefully you are subscribed but you know leave a review whichever it is your podcasting platform wants you to do please do it because that would help us in the algorithm and with that i am going to say goodbye goodbye and bon appetit and now folks it's time to say good night we sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.